Season 2, Episode 129, The Barren Fig Tree Cursed and the Second Cleansing of the Temple in Jerusalem, which it's the, he did it at the beginning of his public ministry three and a half years earlier, right after his baptism. He goes up north to Galilee, comes back down with his mother, uh, Andrew, uh, Peter, his brother, and James and John brothers, and at least those four disciples have been picked up by this time. Um, We've got a notice. We got a note here from A.T. Robertson. Once more, at the close of the ministry of Christ's ministry on the earth, he's in the last week of his life on earth. As at the beginning, Jesus asserts his authority over the temple as Messiah. In both instances, his authority is sharply challenged by the Jewish leaders, rulers who are Herod Antipas that wanted to kill John the Baptist the son of Herod the Great that killed all the babies in Nazareth when Christ was born. Horrible person. And, uh, and his son-in-law, uh, Caiaphas, who was present at Jesus' baptism, although I don't think he was there to see Jesus. I don't think even John the Baptist knew he was coming. But uh, when he comes back from his 40 days in the wilderness after that, Jesus, uh, John the Baptist introduces him as... Uh, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. It's one of my favorite names for Jesus, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He took my sins away, and I'm glad about that, and not mine only, but for all sins. All sins are paid for. Isn't it, I think the right word is ironic, that some people are going to die for their own sins when they were already paid for. That's like something O. Henry would write. But anyway, um, one more, once more, at the close of the ministry in Jerusalem, as, as at the beginning, Jesus asserts his authority over the temple as the Messiah. In both instances, his authority is sharply challenged by the Jewish leaders, Caiaphas and his father-in-law, Herod Antipas. Uh, the locations are, starts in Bethany and goes up to Jerusalem and at the end of the day returns back to Bethany. And they see the, the fig tree all shriveled up. Uh, uh, a day of messianic power. Uh, to, it's the only thing he ever curses, by the way. So there's a there's a plus for uh, uh, Bible Hub. I tell you, when I have a question, I, I I I read about I had a question about the fig tree that was uh, cursed, and it said that it was. And it said, in addition to extra biblically that it was the only thing that Jesus ever cursed was the, was the Bible, was the, uh, was the, the fig tree. Okay, on the Monday after Palm Sunday. Uh, a day of messianic power, life and death for a fig tree. Uh, we're going to take a look at seven verses in Mark. Uh, make that, yeah, seven verses in Mark, four verses in... Matthew and four verses in Luke for a total of 15 verses. Uh, this is Monday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in five days he will give up the ghost. He will die on the cross. And he'll before he dies, he tells the thief on the cross, this day you'll be with me in paradise. When the, when the thief on the cross asks Jesus to remember him, when he comes into his kingdom, he says, this day you'll be with me in paradise. So there's a good, you know, ask for Jesus to remember you when you stand before him 
in the judgment. I trust Christ as your Savior. I don't know how else to say it. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Anyway, and and then after you get used to it and you and you start realizing that you are going to heaven when you die for sure, no doubt about it, 100%, you know, you're gonna, other people are going to encourage you depending on what people you hang around. I guess if you don't hang around anybody that encourages you, maybe you'll go through your whole life not kind of doubting whether whether you're going to heaven or not. But it doesn't change the fact that you, you put a little bit of faith in Jesus Christ. Like the, the man who's had Jesus just a couple of months before this, when he returned from the Mount uh, of Transfiguration, he'd been gone for like three weeks. And he came back and for those three weeks, this man had been trying to get uh, Judas Iscariot and Doubting Thomas and the other uh, seven apostles because he took with him Peter, James, and John. That's like the big three uh, with him up the Mount of Transfiguration, Mount Hermon, uh, 40 miles north of the Sea of Galilee. Anyway, in the mountains of Hermon, it's, they're snow-capped, I think. Anyway, um, pretty, pretty good climb. All right, so uh, uh, next Friday afternoon, he, Jesus will, will die on the cross. He rose from the dead. If you're going to rise from the dead, you've got to die. Give up the ghost. Your body is called dead. When, as the body, it says in James, as the body without the spirit is dead. So when, you're, when you die, uh, when you leave your body, and you will one way or the other, uh, one to paradise, the other to, sh to hell, uh, Hades, uh, but not to paradise anymore since Christ led captivity captive. When, when Christ rose from the dead, he took all the believers that, that in Christ, all believers in him that were in paradise, Abraham's bosom, to heaven. Read Luke 16. And the resurrection... Uh, the seventh day of the week after when he rises from the dead. All right. Uh, so, based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ, copyright 1922, and C.I. Schofield's Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909, uh, both public domain, and King James, copyright 1611, public domain depending on if you're in English in England or not okay uh, or Great Britain uh, also Rick Meyer's eSword uh, free for the Bible free Bible study app for PCs I've got it on the, the laptop I use for this PowerPoint and uh, the Bible Hub commentary which if I have a question I just ask my question who was Herod when Jesus was born uh, and it comes out Herod the Great, and, uh, and but I also put Bible Hub in there because I just like their their commentaries the best. Okay, I'm always talking about my two maps here: New Testament Israel, found on Bible History Online. Also on Bible History Online, you can find a uh, topographical map with different colors for elevation, like the Jordan Valley is is below sea level, and a lot of the Deep Dead Sea or the banks of the Dead Sea is below sea level and uh, it's the lowest point on the earth. Uh, so those are the two maps I like. Again, uh, Bible History Online. Look for images. Okay, uh, we're on episode 11. Pretty much just started that with episode 128. We're on 129 right now. 
uh, although I, I squeezed out three episodes, 128 ABC, but uh, just to get all the things I wanted to. A.T. Robertson went 128A and 128B, I just added C so I could get my all the verses about Palm Sunday in there. In the, because I'm limited in the software for uh, Spotify. Last public ministry in Jerusalem. Uh, so episode 129, the barren fig tree cursed and the second cleansing of the temple. Uh, before we read any verses in that, I, want, I like these verses because they're so prophetic, written thousands of years before that they took place. They haven't, they haven't even taken place yet. Second coming in Daniel hasn't taken place, that Daniel saw in the night visions. And uh, in the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ, um, John, who wrote it, uh, says, uh, it talks about when, I think, the decision is made to come back uh, during the tribulation. The time is right. Uh, the thing is, he has to come back before the seven years, 70th week of Daniel's seven years, and it, uh, because the Antichrist is so good at killing believers that there wouldn't be any believers to live on into the millennium on the earth. I don't personally believe they're going to live to a thousand years, but some people do, and people did live that long, or close to that. And it, it recorded, there nobody recorded living longer than a thousand years, but there's, uh, that's just recorded. There might have been some people that lived longer. Anyway, um, water canopy and all that. All right, so uh, we're going to take a look at Revelation chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. I'll put these verses, just the addresses at the beginning, uh, because I run out of room sometimes. Uh, Revelation chapter 6, 9 and 10. Verse, Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. And when he, Jesus Christ, he was the only one found worthy to open the seals in heaven. And John, I, John, saw under the altar in heaven the souls of them that were slain for the word of God. The 144,000 had just recently been killed on the earth. They had the seal of God in their forehead. The mark of the beast is just a copy of God's seal of his, his people, his Jewish evangelists, young Jewish evangelists, young male Jewish evangelists. And the testimony for which they held and they cried with a loud voice. Here's what they said in heaven right before the second coming. How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? You know, they had people that helped them. I think they want the tribulation to end. And some of you guys want the tribulation to begin. If you're praying for the rapture to occur, I just, I don't understand that. That just seems so disingenuous of you to, to wish that on anybody. Um, Israel's going to do great during that time. I don't know about the Gentiles. I don't think that they're going to trust uh, you know, trust Christ when it's easy to do it. I don't think they're going to do it when it's hard. But anyway, all right. Well, here's a picture in Daniel, chapter 7, written 500 years before, uh, well, five, 2,500 years before the second uh, advent of Christ, uh, second coming. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. And I, Daniel, saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, Jesus, came with the clouds of heaven, second coming. In like manner you saw him go up, you'll see him return. And came to the Ancient of Days, 
God, Jehovah, and here's another group. And they, that's all the believers in Jesus Christ for all time. So he's got quite an army with him. Came and brought him near before him. Two pronouns there. And they brought Jesus near before the Ancient of Days on the earth, second coming. Uh, I think probably, I don't know if the judgment seat of Christ, I mean, the great white throne has already occurred and all the believers are not present anymore. I, I, again, I don't, if you're looking for a fight, I don't think Armageddon's going to be much of a fight. I'm, I'm betting on God over Satan every time. But if you want to, if you're looking forward to a you know close battle, more power to you. I'm, I'm, I'll be surprised. But anyway, uh, and then one more prophecy verse, and this is Palm Sunday, told 500 years before it happened uh, during the. Uh, the Babylonian captivity uh, 520 years BC Zechariah writes in Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9 rejoice greatly O daughter of Zion shout O daughter of Jerusalem behold thy king cometh unto thee he is just and having salvation lowly he's humble and riding upon a donkey and upon the colt the foal of a donkey and verse 12 Matthew, Mark chapter okay now we're, we're starting episode 129 and his harmony of the gospels Mark chapter 11 verse 12 A.T. Robertson's harmony of the gospels Mark chapter 12 Mark chapter 11 verse 12 you should find it in the episode details uh, I find mine on Spotify I don't know if I, I don't, that's the only podcast I've ever used I'm not very high tech uh, verse 12 and on the morrow when they were come from Bethany he was hungry so this, on Palm Sunday he wasn't hungry on this day he's hungry and this is to me it's fascinating and I owe uh, this whole interpretation to Bible Hub because I would not have figured this out and seeing a fig tree Far off having leaves. Now it's not spring yet. It's too cold. This tree should not have any leaves on it, but it does. But if it had leaves, it should have fruit, but it has no figs. And that's what I think God is trying to say here in His Word. Verse 13 And seeing the fig tree afar off having leaves he came to it haply or perhaps he might find anything thereon anything to eat because he's hungry and when he came to it he found nothing but leaves that's uh, in, in uh, Bible Hub there's a commentary there was a sermon that they referenced called nothing but leaves that, that sounds like a pretty good name for a sermon but he found nothing but leaves that, that would be a Christian that has no fruit but uh, these aren't even Christians. These are, these are just fake. This is not a supernatural fig tree anyway. For the times of figs was not yet. So it shouldn't have any fig tree. You know, you're reading this and you go, well, it shouldn't have any fig trees on it because it, uh, it wasn't the season for fig trees. It would be a miracle for it to have figs on it. But I think he's trying to make a point here. 
If it has leaves, it should have figs, but it doesn't. Like Israel doesn't have any fruit either. The high priests, are, they want to kill him. Verse 14, And Jesus answered and said unto it, the fig tree, No man eat fruit of thee, O fig tree, hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And when they go back to Bethany tonight, Peter's going to see that the fig tree has dried up. And he's kind of surprised. But uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. No man shall eat of thee. I think it's just it's a, it's a commentary on the state of Israel. They, here's God, or Jesus, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. When you lift up Jesus, you, God is glorified. No man eat of thee, and his disciples heard of it. Verse 15. So that was on the way to Jerusalem. Done before his disciples, possibly, and maybe maybe he's got you know other disciples that are not apostles. So, but they kind of left when he started talking about eat my flesh and drink my blood, if you recall. During his uh, what was it called withdrawal period, uh, because Herod Antipas wanted to kill him, and they come to Jerusalem, Jesus and his apostles and his uh, I don't know, maybe his friends. But they want to kill Lazarus too, so maybe Lazarus is hiding somewhere. I don't know. And come to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. So they've turned it into another, you know, just big mess. And I mean, chicken farming is like one of the nastiest places on the planet. But uh, if you read about chicken farmers, I read, I taught history, and I read about homesteads, and they always had chickens, but man, the chicken coop is one dirty place. And he would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. So he's, he's really keeping up the, the temple laws of no work, and he can't carry anything in the temple. And uh, when they built the temple, when Solomon built the temple, they would cut the wood and uh, prefab parts of it to, to so they wouldn't hammer on the temple site. I mean, they were just very careful when they built the temple, the first one anyway. I don't know about Nehemiah. He was in a pretty big hurry. But he had to build a wall first. And he and would not suffer or allow that any man should carry any vessel. So he's acting like a, he's acting like he's in charge and guess what? He is. It's his temple. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. If you, that verse is in uh, 1 John 5, 7. The Trinity. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. John, 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. And he would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple, Verse 17 of Mark 11, And he taught, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations, A-double-L, all nations. I knew a preacher that any time he read the word all, he always had to spell it. My, my house shall be called of all nations, the house of prayer. And ye have made it a den of thieves. 
Where is it written? Whenever you know, whenever you read that, you, that's the great thing about Schofield Reference Bible. It'll tell you. You look that verse up, and it'll tell you where it's written. It's written in Isaiah 56, and I printed it out here on my PowerPoint, but I'm not going to print it. I don't think I'm going to print it in my podcast because I have trouble doing that. Isaiah, it, it lets me do groups of verses, but individual verses, it, it doesn't like to do that. Isaiah 56 um, and 7. Isaiah 56, verse 7. Pardon me. Isaiah 56, verse 7. Isaiah has 66 books in it, like the Bible has 66. Anyway, Isaiah is a pretty important prophet, major prophet, he's called. Verse 7. It's all given by the inspiration of God. They're all very, every, first John's important, every one of them. Uh, verse 7. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. I think he does that by answering prayer. And if you answer your prayer, if your prayer is take this hurricane from us, not just for yourself, but I always pray for us. We got one bearing down on Bermuda right now. I'm going to pray that for them until it passes by. But they have only been hit like eight times and since they started keeping records, direct hit. It's a pretty small little island there, top of a volcano. I've been there. The summer my wife died, we went on a cruise there a couple months before she passed away. Even them will I bring to my, Isaiah 56, 7, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar in his house, the temple, and my holy house, and my house shall be called the house of prayer for all, A-double-L, people. For God so loved the world, he gave his only God son that whosoever died for the sins of the whole world, for all. Verse 18 of Mark chapter 11. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it and were very joyful. No, they weren't. And the chief scribes and the scribes and the chief priests, Caiaphas and Herod Antipas, who's wanted to kill him for quite a while, heard it and sought how they might destroy him, kill him. And they figured out. For they feared him because all, A-double-L, the people, were astonished at his doctrine. The gospel of the grace of God, ask and it shall be given you, seek and he shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. It's a pretty, pretty cool doctrine. Okay, now Matthew's got these a little bit of out of order from Luke and Mark, so we're going to switch them around a little bit. I hope I can do that on the podcast. We'll see. I'm ever learning. Maybe I'll get to the point where I can just put all my verses in there, but there is a limit to how much I can put in there. Anyway, Matthew chapter 21, verse 18. Now in the morning, as they returned into the city, he hungered. So Matthew's kind of telling it a little different. They, uh, well, it's the same trip into you know ten mile trip from Bethany to Jerusalem, but somewhere along that ten mile trip, and, and it, if the uh, the, uh, the 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 oh my gosh the uh, well, let me look it up. I always give credit here. For what I for what I use, so let me uh, uh, Bible Hub commentary. I'm sorry, Bible Hub commentary. I ask my question. I go Bible Hub, 
at the end, and it always comes up, Bible Hub commentary. And that's usually my first choice, if I say Bible Hub. So, um, so now i got to find out where I was. Um, sure, they wanted to destroy him. They feared him, for all the people were astonished at his doctrine. Okay, now we're in Matthew chapter 21, verse 18. And in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw the fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only. So this is Matthew telling the story that I just read in Mark. He came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only. And said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree weathered away. Which I think that Peter sees that when he comes back. So there's a little extra information. It did wither away as far as the timing of that goes. Uh, I thought it was when they went back to... Uh, they didn't spend the night in Jerusalem. Probably good thing since they want to kill him. But uh, he kept going back to Bethany. And they want to kill... Uh, Lazarus, who he raised from the dead. And presently the fig tree withered away. Uh, but I think they went on to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple, so he went on to Jerusalem, and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple, and overthrew the chain tables of the money changers, and the seats of them that sold doves, and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. I was told before I ever did much traveling, although I did a little bit in the army, but I don't think I changed my money. But but if you change your money to go to Europe or China or some of the places I've been, uh, you, you 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 change your money. They always tell you to do it like in a, in America before you you know take some whatever, because changing it at a hotel or someplace where other than a bank, you know maybe an American bank or whatever, yeah, money changers are kind of notorious for. Uh, charging too much. Anyway, overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that bought and sold and said unto them. You know, some people join churches to help their business. I've heard that derogatory thing said of, 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 of a friend of mine, really, uh, um, or his son. But anyway, um, and I don't know if it's true or not, but anyway, I, some, I because of that, if I... I I like to do business with believers, but I don't like to do business with believers at church. I'm not going to use church property to talk business about, you know, hey, can you, you know, can you help me? Can you, if he's a contractor and I need that kind of work done, I, you know, I'd like to give work to a believer. But at the same time, I need to, uh, but I don't want to do it at church. That's my only take on it. But not that that's a house. I'm the house of God, so it's probably stupid of me to even say that. As it is, I just want to say it because it makes me feel good, I guess. I don't know. But it is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer. You know, I pray, I do a lot more praying outside of church than I do in church. Sorry, I, you know, all the time. But ye have made it a den of thieves. Jeremiah 7.11, written during the Babylonian captivity when the temple was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar because they were offering their children in it and God's Shekinah glory left the temple in some kind of weird chariot. Read Ezekiel about that. Jeremiah 11 says he was a weeping prophet. He was a prophet in Jerusalem when the temple was destroyed and he was left there by Nebuchadnezzar. 
he was thrown in a miry pit because he he kept telling Israel, the king of Israel, you know, surrender, surrender, surrender. This is coming because you're a horrible person. You're killing Jewish babies in the temple. Surrender. And so he threw him in a miry pit. He wanted to kill him, but I think the prophets and whatever, the other priests talked him out of it. Uh, I forgot the king's name. It was, it was king of Israel at that time. But but anyway, he uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, killed his 12 sons in front of him and put out his eyes. So wasn't not a good man, I guess. Uh, is this... And then he ate gathered food under Nebuchadnezzar's table or something for the rest of his life in captivity. Is this house... Jeremiah 7.11. That was not Jeremiah. That was... A, that was a king of Israel, not king of Jerusalem, whatever. Um, king of Israel, right. Um, Jeremiah 7.11, pretty easy to remember if you're an American anyway. So Jeremiah 7.11 is the house, is this house which is called by my name, God's house, Jehovah's house, become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, even I have seen it. I've seen your robbery. I've seen your breaking the laws of man and and not to mention God. Do unto others you have them do unto you, etc. Saith the Lord. All right, that was... Uh, okay, we have four more verses in Luke chapter 19, verses 45, 46, 47, and 48. Okay, uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 45. We'll get it's Luke's take on the... Uh, the cleansing of the temple and other and uh, cursing of the fig tree verse 45 and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that bought and sold therein and them that bought let me read that again um, Luke chapter 19 verse 45 and he Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold therein and them that bought. So the, the, the guy that's running the business and the guy that's, <laughs> that's going to the business to buy stuff or whatever. But these sacrifices and everything, they meant nothing. Nothing. I mean, they were it just, at this time, well, anyway, they, they want to kill Jesus. They want to sacrifice him, which turned out to be a good thing for us, I guess. Verse 46, And saying unto them, It is written, My house is the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And Jeremiah 7.11 again, Is this house which is called by my name become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. That's where it's written in verse 46. Okay, verse 47, And he taught daily in the temple, but the chief priests and scribes and the chief of the people sought to destroy him. Well, there's not many days left. If this is Monday, he's got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He's got five days until he's on the cross. And he goes on the cross pretty early in the morning. He's on there for, I don't, I don't know, six, nine hours, six hours? I'm not sure how long he's on. I guess we'll figure that out as we go through this, with the harmony of the Gospels. Verse 47, And he taught daily in the temple, and the chief priests and the scribes and the chief of the people sought to destroy him. All the gospel writers have said that. 
and could not find what they might do, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. So I think there's believers, the ones that are getting healed, and and uh, he's pretty irresistible. Okay, next episode, Lord willing, season two, episode 130. I'll just read A.T. Robertson's title. The desire of some Greeks to see Jesus puzzles the disciples and leads Jesus to agitate to leads Jesus in agitation of soul to interpret life and death as sacrifice and to show how by being lifted up in quotation marks uh, on the cross he will draw all men to him I hope he draws you seek and he shall find ask and it shall be given you seek and he shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you I will say adios to God, and via condios, go with God.